East Coast Creepin' contains graphic and explicit content, which may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Good day, and welcome to our podcast, East Coast Creepin'. I'm Linda. I'm Lorraine. I'm Leslie. We're three sisters from the Baltimore, Maryland area. Each week, Leslie will give her reaction to the true crime and paranormal stories that Lorraine and I tell from up and down the East Coast. As a reminder, we do not have a background in criminal justice, criminal investigation, medicine, or psychology. This is all for Hi, everybody. We've been on hiatus slash sabbatical. Everyone's been sick. And on vacation. Yeah. Vacation wasn't really the issue. It was like just being sick. Because like I could have done some shit on my own. But I was just like... (laughs) Pointless. But we're back. Yeah. We back. We're here. And we ready. Are we? Uh, No. But I I feel feel like... like... We have never been ready. (laughs) But I feel like it'll be nice. Because it's like... We don't know what's happening. Still. To this day. Yes. I think we haven't recorded in like a month. Definitely. Easily. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Let's see. Where are we going? What are we doing? Hi, everybody. Uh, Happy after Halloween. Happy spoopy season. But guess what? I'm still doing spoopy season because everything I do is spoopy. I was going to say, this is, that's the premises of the show, isn't it? Yeah. Spoopy and dead. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Leslie still got her gun. Linda's still coughing. There's a puppy under the table. So if you hear a... That's him. I got a puppy. He sounds like a rat. He sounds like a pig. All right, New Jersey. Oh! Oh, my God. No. Oh. This is like the ultimate spoopy. But we already did Chupacabra. Mm. And he, the way you told it, it wasn't even that Slenderman! Scary. No. Oh. Think ultimate spoopy but spoopy season because i wanted We're to going to transylvania no because mm-hmm. i wanted to do this like during the month of october this is a two-parter y'all and like then sickness sickness vacation sabbatical whatever so just think halloweeny and spoopy werewolves no uh, i can't think of witches Wolf. salem yes. massachusetts yes boom <laughs> we I are not a hocus pocus. I was like, where was hocus pocus? <laughs> <clears throat> okay, that was yeah, fail me not. So this might be the only opportunity I got. What? Eminem. I, I missed it. That's why I was like, what? I was like, what is she talking about? Okay, Salem's lot. Oh, <laughs> I should not have had that suit on. Sorry. Why? You gonna be coughing now? I had bronchitis the whole time. I was gone. Oh, so, okay, okay. I forgot. Look, all I know is there's ruptured ear ear (laughs) bronze, swimmer's ear, coughing, flu, people had shenanigans. I don't know what was going on. It was just like, grab an encyclopedia for sickness, point. Someone in the family has it. (laughs) That's what I told Lynn. I was just like. It was like, I was like, it's just a whole Petri dish. It's amazing. I know. And I came back with something. But nobody had the same thing. That was what was fucking weird about it. That's what I told her. I said, none of us had the same thing. (laughs) And we all went to different places. (laughs) All got tested for the same thing. Like for all the same things. And everyone came back with something different. Yeah. That's why I just stayed away from you guys. Jonathan was like, don't you want to see your family? And I was like, yes and no. I was like, I would love to see them. That's what FaceTime is for. I was like, do I want to get sick? Yes and no. <laughs> I was like, it'll get me out of work, but I don't want to be sick. <laughs> Here's some ASMR for you guys. Oh my God. <laughs> Yo and her inhaler. Are you even doing it right though? No. <laughs> Do you have to rinse your mouth after it? No, I'll just keep eating. <laughs> okay, so we are doing the Salem Witch Trials. And because they are so crazy, the first episode is literally just going to be what went down. Mm-hmm. And then oh this, my god, what episode are we on? We are on episode Three, four? 74. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Hold on. 
my uncle was like. But can we also just make a shout out to the Scarlet Letter? Because I feel like that fits in really well with this. Uh, yeah, sort of. Yeah. How would it not? They didn't call her a witch. She was just an adulterer. She still got burned at the stake. But he did, too. They both did? The priest did. I ruined the story. I'm sorry. I mean, none of that happens at Salem. <laughs> hmm? No one gets burned in the stake at Salem. They're all dying. Not all of them. We're gonna get there. 74. You're welcome. Thank you, Leslie, oh, because she fucking ruined my shit. Distraction. <clears throat> You're welcome. Okay, so just a heads up. Mm-hmm. If I randomly start singing this song, it's because it's been stuck in my head, okay? In a minute, I'm gonna need a sentimental man woman to pump me up. Let's see. Cause I don't give a fuck. Way too much. I'm gonna need like two shots of my cup. Up, down. Mm. <laughs> That's all. Okay, it's been stuck in my head. So when it first came out, I didn't really know this song, but then like. My Spotify has been playing it, and I'm just like, gosh, dad dang bot. it. Well, yeah, I never understood what Dadbot was talking about when he would sing it, and I would just <laughs> laugh because he was funny. <laughs> I, it, when he first sang it, he was sitting there, he was like, don't you know, blah, 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 And Liz and I were like, no. He was like, oh, it's like this, this, and this. And so then I looked it up. I was like, it's a new release, and you're over in Europe, so you probably got it first. Yeah. He was like... Well, that makes a lot of sense. I say, yeah, no, it hasn't actually hit the radios here yet. Yeah. <clears throat> I try to not think about dad bot because sometimes my brain goes to bad things. Because <laughs> I accidentally saw it. Ew. Yeah. And I'm scarred for life, dad bot. I don't even know if he listens, but now he's at least got to listen to this one. So we are going to Salem, Massachusetts. Okay. But... There are two parts of Salem. So at this point in time, there is Salem Town and then there's Salem Village. We capiching this? Yes. So everything that really happens when we think of the Salem Witch Trials actually happened in Salem Village, not in the town. Okay. So, yes. I did a lot of research because I've had a lot of time. (gasps) It's going to be good. It actually made me really mad, but you know. Lots of things in history make me mad. So I did like a virtual walkthrough tour of the Salem Witch Museum in Salem, Massachusetts. So that was kind of fun. (laughs) Because I didn't have to leave the comfort of my living room. (laughs) So the Salem Witch Museum defines a witch hunt as fear plus a trigger equals scapegoat. Wait, what? Oh, a witch hunt. Okay. Fear, trigger, scapegoat yes so in 17th century puritan salem that's an algebraic equation right there it is letters and numbers Mm -hmm. (laughs) so in 17th century salem they had a constant fear of eternal damnation that was literally like the epicenter of their religion and their earthly fears were just as bad so like they had their like after I die, this is what could potentially happen to me. And so they feared that constantly. And then they also feared the things around them. Salem Village Puritans had brutal winters up until this point. They had crop failures. There was a constant fear of warfare because the Native Americans that lived in the area, they were kind of always fighting back and forth. But Salem Village didn't have as much defense as Salem Town. So that was why they were always more fearful of the Native Americans attacking them because they were the easier pick. In 19, ain't no 19s in this shit. In 1672, Salem Village started becoming a bigger town. They were collecting their own taxes. So they were like, woohoo. Yeah, so they were like taxing people and the population around this time is about 500 people. That's a lot. Yeah, for like a Salem Village. That's a lot, but town had way more. So that's why they were still like, we're going to die. But then at that point, you have to think like they're having these brutal winters and they have to keep 500 people alive. So it's like, shit, we's prospering, (laughs) but we also don't know what to do. And they hired a new minister. So this was like, huh? 
because at this point, so they had their Puritan community and they were like, with their church, they would have to get a minister from out of town. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have the funds to have their own minister. But now they're at the point where they're collecting the taxes and that money is like adding up so they can hire their own minister. So nice. that's how they know they're like next level village <laughs> minister. <laughs> <laughs> so salem village puritans obviously they had that constant fear of attack by native americans but they actually feared the people living within their community just as much as people living outside of their community we're getting there these people are crazy so there was so they built in this town knowing that they mm-hmm. don't like each other mm-hmm. nor anybody else out okay. uh-huh it's not necessarily that they don't like them. Right. It's just like some of the town was beefing with other parts of the town. So it was just like you got Tour like. Force. Yeah, sort of. So the village itself had a very noticeable social divide. And this was <laughs> exuberated. That's my fancy word of the day. Exuberated. Must we look that up in the dictionary? N- no. Okay. Do we need to? No. Well, you said it's your fancy word. Now we got to. Okay. Anyway, I'll continue while she Googles it. Mm-hmm. was exuberated by the rivalries between two leading families in this village. So it was, it was like me. the Montagues and the Capulets. That's literally why we were over here snapping. <laughs> okay, south, south side story. <laughs> <laughs> West side story. Um, Exuberant to be filled with or characterized by lively energy and excitement. Woo! Woo! Me? me? Yeah, yeah when you get into your history shit. You're I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. No, oh, no, my God. At my birthday dinner on Friday. Okay. I had a birthday party, which was like not really a birthday party. It was just like Lorraine wants to get drunk and I need other people there. So I don't feel like an alcoholic. Kind she of didn't moment. invite any of her family. That's because I didn't think any of you would want to come. You didn't ask. It was an hour away. It you doesn't matter. Ask. You didn't ask. Well, we can do it. Tonight. We literally no. drive an hour away. We can't do it tonight. I mean, this is true. But anyway, so <laughs> I forgot where I was going with this. All right, all right. You're One of the guys, Ryan, he's like just he's worse than I am as far as like history nuts. Like we get into like talking about the Romans and all that shenanigans. And then we were talking about the Mexican Revolution at dinner while I am like shwasted. And I am just like, la, 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 la. And he's like not because he has to drive himself home. And he's just laughing at me. And everyone's just looking at us like, why? Why do we hang out with these two? Because he was like, don't you know who that is? I was like, I know who that is. What, do they know who that is? And everyone's just like, no. no. <laughs> nobody knows and nobody cares. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) right. They have their social divide and then they have the two families that it's like you're either with this one or you're with this one. So the two families that were in this, they have the Porters, P-O-R-T-E-R-S. And they had a very strong connection with Salem Town. So a lot of the merchants in Salem Town were like all about this family. So they were really wealthy. They were like super connected. And then you had the Putnams. P-U-T. Why does that name? N-A-M-S. Because if you've read books. No. You've never read The Crucible. It was mandatory reading. So was Lord of the Flies and I never read that one. Okay, but you had a lot of class discussions on it. Because like it was a whole unit. I feel like I read it. Trust me, when I start throwing out names, you're probably going to be like, oh, oh, oh. No. But the crucible was not right. Just throwing that out Only there. murders in the building. Oh, I've never watched it. That was one of the guys. I'm oh. pretty sure. I've never He's watched funny. it. <laughs> anyway. I don't know what we're talking about. <clears throat> it's really cute. You, you would like it. It's, it's really cute. Yeah. I like Selena Gomez. That's why I've been wanting to watch it. I just haven't. It's horrible acting, but in a very perfected way. Like, they, they're just, it's three people that are socially awkward together. Right. And it's just I know, the cute. Yeah, I know the, the so, show. So, us. It's cute. No. No. Absolutely I, not. You ain't cute. You ain't no Selena Gomez. I'm socially awkward. Doesn't no, mean you're anything. Not. You're not cute. I'm not socially awkward. <laughs> no. Fuck you. <laughs> Is there you're you not. Say? Thank you. I appreciate cute? it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so the Putnams, they sought greater autonomy of the village, right? They wanted everyone to be all one and everyone to be like kind of on the all same playing field. 
they kind of got along with like the standard regular humans of this village and like the farmers and like the people who just weren't up top Mm -hmm. and there was a lot so outside of that there was also just random little tiffs about property like who had what and it was just it was a hot mess oh the crucible i remember now okay i'm sorry i remember i see that because your eyes just lit up like the fourth of july (laughs) i told them i told them yeah anyway (laughs) so i remember so the biggest thing that people think kind of contributed to this whole once you said once you said about property and stuff (laughs) that was her beating her head with a pen (laughs) anyway so the whole thing that they think contributed to basically everything was the basis of their religion so the Mm theology so the theology for 17th century puritanism was the belief that humanity is locked in a constant struggle with the devil fair enough like everything was the the devil Yes. Any misfortune. Girls are the devil, Bobby Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> so any anything bad that happened to you was because the devil or Satan, they called him either one, was what did it to you, or his minions, who they believed his main minions were witches and imps. Oh, imps are cool. Yeah. I know, right? The Scarlet Letter. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the same time period. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway. So... The Salem witch trials occurred in colonial Massachusetts between 1692 and 1693. Really, this is like a nine-month period. It's not even that long. Maybe 11 months. We're getting there. 200 people, well, lies, more than 200 people were accused of practicing witchcraft. That's half of their community. Yes. But we're going to, we're, yeah, uh-huh. Uh, uh, 20 were executed. Damn. And for as many Okay, anyway. Eventually in the end of everything, like we're gonna we're gonna like I kinda feel like this is spoiler alert, but it's not at the same time because this shit is crazy. Uh eventually the colony admitted that the trials were a mistake and they compensated the families of the convicted and executed. Wasn't that centuries later? Yes and no. Okay. So they did something around that time period, but then they also did something they like flowers. Probably. Yeah. Devil's flowers. <gasps> so this part. A witch. My, my sectioning for this is bring in the main characters. I make this shit so exciting for myself. <laughs> yes, anyway. you do. <laughs> <laughs> so these main characters, this is the Paris family and Tichuba. Tichuba was their slave and then the Paris family. So we're getting there. Okay. So the Putnams, we remember them, mm-hmm. the one side of the village, they knew Samuel Paris. <coughs> Bless you. And he was a merchant from Boston, but then he went down to Barbados and he was a pastor of a village down there. And he studied theology at Harvard College, which is Harvard University now. Did you hit your dog? But he was not doing all that great in his theology classes, and he ended up leaving before he could graduate. What was his first name? Uh, Samuel. Samuel. L. Jackson. Samuel Paris. <laughs> Paris? Yes. Or Parish? Paris. P-A-R-I-S. Why are you all up on your paper, white woman? Because it's so cute. I know. My case is cuter than yours. It doesn't fit in my purse. Oh. <laughs> Got Kindles? Yeah. I love them. I have a Kindle Fire. See, Do you really? Yeah, yeah she's had it for a while. I, I always buy Kindle Fires. I just don't use them as books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Why are you crinkly paper? Why does it look like it's all wet? Because it had the crunch wrap in it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, do you think he went to go get my food? Probably not. No, don't. You know. I'm going to just ask him. Why don't you just track him? Don't you have a tracker on Yeah, him? I have a tracker on Okay, see. But if he's in the house. Okay, cool. He's on his way. Somewhere. Who knows? Anyway. <laughs> so, okay. So, he he was going to Harvard College, a.k.a. Harvard University, whatever. He kind of cut out of his theology classes because he decided instead of being 
Oh, wait. No, I lied. Ugh, whatever. He was going to business classes, but he was also learning theology while he was in Harvard. Like, it was like a dual major sort of thing. But then he cut out. He gave up on his business because his business career learning because he didn't think he was good at it, which he wasn't. Like, his dad was a very prosperous and, like, well-known merchant, and he was not on his level. <laughs> so then he decided to just go into straight ministry. So he went to Barbados, and this is where they figured that he got Tichuba and another slave while he was down there. There is no actual, like... I'm remembering the names. I'm sorry. See, that's what I told you. I told you she would remember it. Anyway, so... He actually had three slaves while he was down in Barbados, but the only two who made it to Salem with him were Tichuba and then her husband. I'm calling him her husband because it was like with my little quotes, because it was basically a forced marriage by Samuel Paris, because at this point, if they had a marriage and they had children, those children would automatically become his slaves. So he wouldn't have to spend the money in order to get more slaves. Oh. So he forced them into a marriage so they would procreate. Interesting. Yes. And they actually do end up having a child. But that's neither here nor there because we don't really talk about that kid. Anyway, so John Indian is Tichuba's husband. And they think that she's most likely South American Indian. Mm -hmm. But they don't have like her origins are pretty unclear. Like in the Crucible, like she's African. Like, they're like, she's African, that's what this is. But all, around the time it was written, it was whatever. It's this whole thing. I'm not getting into it because this is already getting really long. <laughs> so he brought them back. Yeah. So he had gotten a letter from the Putnams and they were like, bruh, we know you're doing your ministry thing down there. Maybe you should come up our way and like be our minister. So he's the minister that they hired. And so there's a lot of confusion about when he got married because they're How like far away is Salem from Boston because you said that he was in Boston. Doing no, ministry? Barbados. Oh, where did Boston come from? You never said Boston. Okay, never mind. Maybe something else happened. Bye. Oh no 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 no. So yeah yeah yeah. So he he was a merchant in Boston. Okay, <laughs> that's why I was just like. I was like sitting here, I was like, I said Barbados a lot. I know you did. I know that's what I was like. No, you're fine. I was like, I'm not crazy. Sometimes I am. So he gets married. Tichuba is really close with all of his children, especially because she was a wet nurse. So it was like she had to nurse all of the children that he had. Blah, 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 whatever. It'll kind of, we'll kind of get there. It's a little all over the place, but we're getting there. Uh, she was very, very close to Betty Paris. She was nine years old. That's okay. I shut up. I'm Linda. not saying anything. So, Tichuba by this point has worked for Paris the entire time he was in Barbados. She is now living with them in like Boston and Salem because like sometimes he would go to Boston to kind of like see people he knew. But wherever they went, she was there mm -hmm. and she was the main caretaker for the children. I'll give you his wife's name. So Samuel Paris married Elizabeth Eldridge in 1680. Aldridge? No, Eldridge? I'm, no, I'm just Aldridge Mansion in Ghostbusters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they say 1680 or 1681. They had three children. Thomas, Betty, and Susanna. Susanna is spelled like Savannah, but with an S. So S-U-S -S and then Anna, like Savannah. Hannah. Does that make sense? Sorry. Look, in my brain, it's making sense. Sus Anna. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. Sus. Sus. She's <laughs> Yeah, so those are their three children. And Betty, not Betty, but Fudge Muffins. Tituba. Tituba was the wet nurse for all three of them. She was extremely close with Betty Paris. She worked and also prayed alongside with the family. So Tituba, obviously, she had her like religion that she grew up in, but she was sold into slavery very, very young. 
Uh, I think they said around like nine or ten, she was taken from her village and sold into slavery. So most of her life, she was around Samuel Paris and like his Puritan beliefs. And she also realized like, if I want to be treated well, I need to kind of conform to what they're doing. And from a lot of text from Samuel Paris and also Elizabeth, Tichuba was more... What is that word? I can't think. Whatever. She was more... Fuck, I can't think of the word. Anyway, devout in her religion than most Puritans were. Like people, white people who were in their religion. Because Samuel Paris kind of drilled it into her head like she needed to be that way because he was the minister of this Salem village and other places. So if they could see that they could, he could convert a lowly slave, basically into being a devout puritan then he could do that for so many Anybody. other people yeah yeah so it was kind of like his thing and she was always like praying and they said that she would go to church all the time with them and be with them and she would be like praying the loudest when they would do like their little congregation prayers mm-hmm. and stuff like that so people could see but still people didn't trust her obviously because at this point her and her husband john indian were like the only non-white people they had ever seen aside from the native americans because they didn't really have slaves in salem village so it was like okay you're an outsider but you're a total outsider and we don't trust you (laughs) (laughs) so it's just like kind of his thing wasn't working for him anymore yeah like like people so one of the really big things that they said was that they acknowledged the fact that she was a puritan but they never acknowledge the fact of like how devout she was like in public just because if they let her be to a certain level then that would put her in the same human rights level as them Mm -hmm. which was mean she was no longer allowed to be a slave so they kind of kept like that divide with her so then he could keep her as a slave if that makes sense so yeah it's this whole fucked up thing we all know anyway (laughs) (sighs) So she was very, very close with the children, but she was extremely close with the girls. She even took her meals with the girls. And they said that most of the time, up until the point where she had her daughter, she probably even like slept in the room with the girls to take care of them. So they were like, she was tight with the family. Like she basically was raised with them and she raised those children as basically her own Mm -hmm. because anything she had to do for those kids she had to do everything for them and then she could go nurse her own child like they were always put before her own child so now we're going to go into the second main characters lies whatever so this is sarah good g o o d e stop making faces linda she's getting all excited over there like yeah (laughs) that name i recognize Mm -hmm. oh yes you will So Sarah Good was born in 1653. She was born to an extremely wealthy family. And one of the biggest things with her is that her dowry was a ginormous, huge tracts of land. I just remember that from Body Python recently. A huge tracts of land. (laughs) So Sarah... Her childhood was pretty chill. Well, he did, yeah, because her bosoms yeah. were her huge tracts of land. <laughs> but he, when, when I don't remember was, that. Yeah, when he was in the castle <laughs> talking. But father, I don't want to marry her. I want to sing. And he's like, no, 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 none of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so oh, when he would talk to his uh, and she was like, and she has huge tracts of land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when sarah was 18 years old this is kind of when her life went on decline her father had committed suicide and because her father committed suicide her mom had to remarry very very quickly so sarah's inheritance was seized by her stepfather oh in 1692 is that right yeah 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 yeah. whatever sarah and her siblings ended up suing their father for their land back sarah was awarded three acres but her stepfather would not give her her land because like she had inherited it and she won it back in the court (coughs) but he didn't give it to her and they say it was most likely because she married a man named daniel pool p-o-o-l-e but he was lower class 
So that was probably why they didn't give them the land. And they did not approve of him. Sarah's stepfather and her mother did not approve of Daniel Poole. They were like, no, why the fuck did you marry him? And according to a lot of sources, Poole had known about Sarah's inheritance and he kind of took it upon himself to be like, oh, yeah, I know you got all this money and I know what you came from. So I'm going to do this thing where I'm going to go to the tailor and get custom clothes made for us because I know you have a lot of money. But she didn't have any. <laughs> he didn't know that, but he kind of knew that. So he got custom clothes made for him and Sarah indebting himself to the tailor seven pounds, 18 shillings and two pence which is equivalent to $1,500 today. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pool died suddenly, just out of fucking nowhere. Bruh, died while still having this debt to the tailor. So then what, it went to his wife? Yeah, so his debt went to Sarah. And Sarah had to do just like her mom did, and she had to marry someone real fucking quick and to in order to, like not be like a lonely widower widow not widower and she had no clue about this debt so up until this point like the custom clothes that were had and she did not know that he like put them in debt mm-hmm. sarah remarried remarried to william good and apparently her parents approved of him he was really was he related guy. to him? no so sarah good is her her married Mary. name Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's why I was like, what? William Good is a trained weaver. And because Sarah's stepfather approved of him, they signed over the three acres to her husband. Not to her, to her husband. So when she won it back in court, it was for her. But in like Puritan theology and basically back in that time, it was like your husband owned you so whatever you owned your husband owned Mm -hmm. so all of the land that she got went to her husband but guess what he died that no the tailor had heard that sarah got her three acres back and she's also married to this wonderful weaver so he took them to court to get his debt paid (laughs) so so wait her husband her previous husband daniel is not paying him back no oh (laughs) he left her with the entire debt and she knew nothing about it so he filed a lawsuit he sued for his unpaid bill and due to that william had to sell part of their land for anything that they needed as far as like expenses uh living also just paying the debt back and like any court dues or whatever Mm mm-hmm So, by the end of the year that they got sued, he ended up selling the rest of her land to pay for any expenses that they had, including the lawsuit. So, now they have nothing. (laughs) Ah. So, on top of that, this is my favorite part. Not really, but it is because she reminds me of Linda. So once all of the money was spent, they couldn't afford housing. So they ended up staying with friends and family. So they would just like bop in and out of people's houses, staying wherever they could. No, 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 no. Not that part. This part. (laughs) (laughs) So they were often kicked out due to Sarah's short temper. And she was consistently smoking a wooden pipe, which people thought was very unladylike and unsightly. So they didn't want her in their house. And it was just like so random. I don't know. I was that like Linda? I don't like, know. I don't it just okay. Let me tell you. Okay, so I'm not gonna lie. This is one thing that I've always wanted, ever since like forever. And I don't know why. A long I, pipe. I've wanted a pipe. I want like a Gandalf pipe. <laughs> yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. I like. I don't know why it looks so I, cool, but I could. I literally like just in there. With the book. <laughs> like, come on now. How is that not cool? Okay. Like, you're just sitting on your back porch while the sun's setting. You have, like, your little plants everywhere, your book in your hand, and your goddamn pipe. You're... <laughs> like... Okay, in her defense, <clears throat> I've always wanted, like, one of those Audrey Hepburn, like, cigarette holders. I have like, to tell really... you, Corella DeVille with the two. Yeah, that's now. what I'm talking about. Like, it's just like, <clears throat> anyway. <guys> are fucking <laughs> weird. <laughs> It, it looks so classy. Bad kids. It does. Huh? 
Well, yeah, we already know that, and they should know. It's okay. I don't smoke. Don't anymore. really do anything we tell you unless we tell you not to do something, like get in the car with strangers. Don't do that. Or talk to people you don't know. Don't do that. Or like, yeah, you know, listen, don't get in the car. Listen to our podcast. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so but I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so her appearance was most likely very unkempt. And due to not having the money and people would let them stay in their house, but they also didn't want them to stay in their house because they all had this idea that the goods had smallpox like all the time what? because they were so dirty. That we're getting there. Next bullet. Okay, fine. So she would go around town as a beggar. But when people would give her money, if they didn't give her enough money, she would start like sassing you. She would give you shit because like she knew your status in the community. So if you didn't give her what she deemed like enough money for you to give to a beggar, she'd be like, fuck you, you piece of shit. Like, I know you got more money than that. in your little I pouch hate, purse. I hate this thing. I do. Too. <laughs> like I the know. man you who un- fell off the bench yesterday. Yes, you ungrateful shit. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to help you. Yeah. I don't I didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate that so much. So in 1688, uh, Sarah you're trying to feed me. Uh, that's not what I want. Yeah, you just want the money. What? Yeah, that's when you tell him to go in order to get it. Go <laughs> prostitute yourself. Basically, yes. Uh, we did not give that advice. If. Mm. Oh. <laughs> So anyway, in 1688, Sarah and William, Sarah and William had a daughter named Dorcas, Mm. D-O-R-C-A-S. A lot of historians will call her Dorothy, but really her name is Dorcas. I wonder why. It's a biblical name. But it's still silly sounding. Orcus Maximus. <laughs> I actually know a couple nurses with that name. <laughs> so anyway. Dorcas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And around this time, they stopped going to church. Are we listening? They stopped going to church. But that was because they felt their clothing did not fit up to the Puritan standard to be allowed into the church. So now, the next main character, Sarah... Osborne, knee Warren. So Sarah Warren, but then she's Osborne because that's her married name. So Sarah Warren was born in 1643. She was a very well-off New Englander, as was basically everyone in this shenanigans. She married Robert Prince, who owned 150 acres in Salem Village. That's a lot of land. How much? A hundred what? A hundred and fifty. That's how much I need. That's how much I need. And then I... how are you going to maintain that? Um, this is rent. okay. This is what I told Jonathan. We were Puppies. looking at this house. Puppies. Sheep. No, girl, you can't even take care of yourself. Cows. I take care of my puppy. Anyway, <laughs> I there was this house that we saw, and it was on like thirteen acres. So one acre around the house was like. I think it was one or two was like grassland and the rest was like wooded acres. And Jonathan's like, who's going to take care of all those acres? I was like, the woods. It's the woods. The woods takes care of itself. (laughs) I was like, we just got to worry about the two acres. He's like, oh, no. What happens if a tree falls? I was like, in the woods? Mm -hmm. I was like, what do you do when a tree falls in the woods now? Nothing. If you don't hear it, it never happens. Exactly. I was like, we just got to worry about the woods. We can't see. And even at that, am I going to really worry about that? No. 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 Ticks. I know. That was the, my only thing because it was like my damn dog. Just get him a flea collar. I know. <laughs> he wouldn't anyway. <laughs> shave, shave him all the time. So then you can He's a city him. boy and not a country boy. I would never shave my dog. I would. You can still get ticks in the city. I was talking yeah. about him going in the forest. He's a city boy. He's too scared. It's too dark in there for him. Oh, he'd do it. Thank God no He lights. would. He doesn't give a shit. He was like, oh, oh, new territory. Peas everywhere. Yeah, basically. Anyway, so Sarah is the picture-perfect Puritan wife. She is the one that everyone wants their He's wife to P- be she's like. She's a PPPW. <laughs> I know, right? They had two sons, James and Joseph. 
But in 1674, two years after Joseph was born, her husband died. And it was expected of Sarah to take care of the land until her sons came of age uh, to take over the farm. And then with the money that they made, they would take care of their mother because she didn't really have to remarry because she had the two sons. And obviously, like her eldest child was a son. So unlike fuck, what was her name? Sarah Good. She was the eldest. So it was like, well, she can't take care of you. So like. That's why her mom had to remarry so quickly. Uh, but because she has two sons, they're like, oh, well, they'll, they'll take care they'll of take you care when of you get older. Yeah. So you don't need a husband. It's so confusing, but it makes sense. So Sarah was not OK with the fact that everyone was like, oh, just stick to what you have over there and your children will take care of you when you get older. Because she was just like, uh, no i'm not doing that she's like i want someone to like love me and all this shit so (sighs) sarah hires alexander osborne he is an indentured an irish indentured servant yep so at 31 years old sarah used her deceased husband's money to pay off his indentured debt so he is indentured to thing, whatever, mm-hmm. all the money that he owed the person. She paid it off with her husband's money. And everyone was like, how can you use your dad's husband's money to pay off this man's servitude? Blah, 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 blah. Because he's going to be my new husband. Yeah. Well, she did it anyway. She didn't give a fuck what nobody said. So she did that. And everyone was completely scandalized by how picture perfect Puritan wife did that. They were like, oh, no. No, but it was this huge thing. Like everyone was just like, I can't believe she did that. So Sarah and Alexander get married in 1686. And when Sarah turned 43 and her oldest son turned 18, Sarah told her husbands, literally, this is in court documents. Are you ready for this shit? They can seek their fortune elsewhere. She would not told her kids. Uh huh. (laughs) <laughs> I thought you said husband. I don't know. Sorry. You said husbands. I'm Sorry. pretty sure. Her, and I'm like, her what? sons. Her sons. That they can find their fortune elsewhere. So, James and Joseph, her children, along with William John and Thomas Putnam. William and Thomas are the executives of her dead husband's will. Mm-hmm. So, they sought legal counsel and sued Sarah. We're getting there as they should yeah well yeah they probably should but never anyway <laughs> so this is when the illness starts so all this shenanigans is like happening in the town as just like little pieces of like the puzzle mm-hmm. but then people start getting sick this is like i've read the science behind this and bruh what the fuck anyway <clears throat> so january of 1692 reverend paris his daughter, Elizabeth, she is nine years old, and his niece, Abigail Williams, 11, they start having quote-unquote fits. Betty and Abigail were sick for a while up until this point. So by February 25th of 1692, they were having headaches. They had like this constant sense of like impending doom. Like they were always just like screaming about something. Uh, they were having Caesar Caesars <laughs> seizures, uh, just random like convulsing when just laying down. And it wasn't like seizure level. It was just convulsing and they would be screaming in pain. So Tichuba thought that it might have been witchcraft or someone putting a spell or a curse on the girls because before she came, before she was with Samuel Paris in Barbados, she had actually lived with a woman who was considered a witch. So according to herself and like records, she never practiced witchcraft while she was under the ownership of this woman. Mm-hmm. But she did learn ways to stop curses and spells from happening to innocent people. So okay. like... So she knew how to fix them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then she became a witch. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, anyway. She's the witch doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there he is. Oh, yeah. He's in her hoodie. <laughs> I was, like, looking for him on the floor. I'm like, what? Okay. Mm-hmm. He's needy. Yeah. It's a Linda child. It's needy. He'd be my parrot. So she... He's waking up. Dobby. Dubious devil. That's what I call him. The big D. (laughs) I call him that sometimes too. So she learned charms to protect or detect witchcraft. I like it. Protect and detect. (laughs) So this is what she learned how to do one of the things she learned was to make a witch's cake are you ready for this shit what kind of cake is it i'm about to tell you i like cake so she got elizabeth and abigail to pee into bowls or cups okay i don't like this cake exactly so (laughs) she put the urine into rye meal and then she baked it because they had this whole thought process that if you take something that the witch is cursed and you harm it, it will also cause harm to the witch. We're getting there. So she makes this witch's cake out of the urine mm-hmm. and some rye meal and all this stuff. Is this why you put hair into a voodoo doll? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Into what? A voodoo doll. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I heard it too. (laughs) She's getting it. She's getting excited. Quiet. (laughs) So, she bakes this cake, and she feeds it to the family dog, because you the dog is currently eating this urine cake, this witch cake. So, because it's being bitten to and chewed, then whoever the witch is should be currently as we are. They're watching this dog eat this cake, screaming and toppling over in pain because the dog is eating the cake. Mm-hmm. So she knew that if it worked, like all that would be happening. But then if the spell didn't work, like her little witch cake, then she would be in trouble for performing witchcraft because she knew that Samuel Parrots would be like, OK, cool. Like, I know you did your little witchcraft thing, but it helped me figure out who's hurting my children. But then it's like if it didn't work, then he'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Why would you perform witchcraft in my house? Because it's like, it's not giving him any benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they don't figure out who's doing it. This witch cake thing doesn't work. And apparently, according to some things. Well, what if the witch is across the, the, the borders? We don't know. Exactly. Exactly. So worked. this starts spreading. This little like sickness witch spell starts spreading. And Samuel Paris kind of kept it on the DL that Tichuba did this whole thing with the witch cake because he mm-hmm. was like, shit, like, we don't need people to know. But the girls watched everything happen. So the girls fucking know. So just wait for it. OK, just fucking wait for it. So other girls started getting sick in the community. There was Anne Putnam Jr. She is 11. There's Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth Hubbard, Mary Wellcott and Mary Warren fuck is going on out there anyway so they were all contorting violently just like seizing they were complaining that they were being bit and being pinched all over the place sometimes they would interrupt sermons like they'd be in mass because they'd be like okay well i guess not mass service whatever it's called but they would be like in the church and then during the sermons they would just start convulsing and like freaking out but everyone's like oh because like they're freaking out <laughs> during the sermons <laughs> so after a lot of uh, doctors coming into town i think there was like four or five doctors came into town and they're trying to figure out what's going on but all the girls were still convulsing and freaking out and just like having seizures everywhere because at this point they kind of knew what seizures were and they had their own ways to fix them but none of that was fixing it they couldn't figure it out so medical conclusion witchcraft (laughs) yes did they ever figure out what exactly it was yes they did and i'm gonna tell you about it because that's i was just like motherfucker that was really what it was so okay hold on i'll just tell you about it now because it blew my mind hold on (laughs) so obviously they're the community a lot of their 
food sources are like rye and grain and everything. Mm -hmm. So because they're where they store the rye, it's just kind of like in like a a barn almost. So the outside, it's like on the outside of town where they keep all their rye and everything. And it was actually found that there is a mold that will grow on the rye. I forget what the name of it is. It's something really complicated. But anyway, the effects of eating it, it's almost like taking LSD. Yes. Like it gives you hallucinations. You're convulsing. So I should not be hoppy seeds telling my kids like oh yeah this 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 bread has mold on it it's just uh no it's a little bit it's different than that because it's more of a black mold oh because it it they say like the look of it they probably would have just thought it was like something like dirt or something Uh almost so they just kind of like were like and whatever and just like kept eating it but like the big thing was is like the better quality of the rye went to the people with more money so by the time like certain places started getting it and then it's also the fact that these are younger children, so it less quantities of it will affect them. So that's why none of the adults went through this because the adults are so much bigger, uh, okay. and it happened. It happened a lot faster to the girls. Mm-hmm. So it was like it would, depending on the concentrations in your system, it would give you seizures and stuff like that. But one of the things is they were like just keep feeding them make sure they're still eating so they would keep so on filling them yeah up with just, this moldy mm-hmm. rye bread okay mm-hmm. yep yes to the mold yep <laughs> i was just like what the fuck <laughs> when i read that i was just i was like damn so it was just basically science yeah science <laughs> science <laughs> i've been saying it like that i've been like Science. <laughs> I'm so tired. I know. Sorry. It's not you. It's me. Ergot. Her, what? Ergot poisoning. How do you spell that? E R G O T. Okay. Hashtag not penicillin. Oh. Okay. 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 So right before this whole ergot poisoning set in. The two girls, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Betty and Abigail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like heard of witchcraft, but there was also something called like this Venus glass. We're getting there. And it's said to reveal. No, I was going to say you can do it real quick. No, that's okay. No, it because this is like so out of left field. But like, okay, so these two girls are like these Puritan life girls and they know their whole life revolves around like their husbands and blah, 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 blah. blah. So the Venus glass is supposed to be able to show you who your husband is going to be. Like you will literally get a fucking picture of your husband in this Venus glass. So Mm -hmm. as these two girls do this Venus glass, what you do is you drop a raw egg into the glass and then you look very closely at the egg white. And it will spread into the face of your future husband, right? So they got a beer glass from the cupboard. They got an egg from the pantry and they did this shit. Why the fuck did they see coffins? Sounds about right. So they were like, what the fuck? Either I'm going to die before I meet my husband or my husband's already dead or something. We're going to die. So like that was right before they started getting sick. So it was like this whole thing. And then like. So they brought it upon themselves. Basically. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Idiots. E. I know, coli, right? F. Coli. G. Coli. <laughs> Your husband in a coffin. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And so at this point, like they, they thought more like they were going to die because this is like a whole bunch of background and like shenanigans and like I know that's basically what I'm doing right now but this is like some extra level shit that we'll just get into real quick so Samuel Paris basically pissed off I'm gonna say about 60% of his congregation because along with everything else that he was doing so there was like there were people who were still part of the Church of England Mm -hmm. as far as far as like their Christianity and then you had the Puritans so the people from the Church of England were allowed to come to Puritans church services and so he finally decided that they all needed to convert and like none of the other pastors ministers were doing this they were just like okay well they can come and they can have communion but there are certain things that they can't participate in but he was just like no this is not okay and like even the people you done already been here for 15 years what the what you stalling for yeah well and then they had a thing was like if you were baptized in the church of england 
and you grew, like you raise your children as a Puritan, they could be baptized Puritan, mm-hmm. but you would still stay like Church of England. So then he took that out of the mix as well. So he was like, no, like you need to be a Puritan and your children can be Puritans. But if you're Church of England, then your children are Church of England. Like this is just how this is going. So basically he's just doing this radical like Puritan shenanigans, pissing people off pissed off people on like the council of four it's called the council that's that sounds ominous as shit yeah it does <laughs> so <laughs> he pissed off the council of four and they decided you know what you're being a jerk and we're not paying you anymore so they stopped paying him he had to get his minister pay through the poor box and any collections that they did because they would just pay him and then he was like no i you shouldn't have to pay me like i'm the minister like i'm the minister here and i shouldn't have to pay rent for this house that should automatically be mine and i shouldn't have to worry about buying food or any of that like it should all just be given to me and they were like excuse me so they stopped paying him he lost all of his money basically so he couldn't heat his house he couldn't get good food. He has three freaking kids and he has the two slaves who now have a child of their own and he has his wife. So he's going around begging and during his sermons, he's like wigging out, telling people to give more money to the church because that's how he's getting his money now. Right. Like they're not just paying him. So at this point, the girls are already freaking out. So they think the coffin is more like they're going to die before they meet their husbands because they know that like all that shit is going down with their father. So that kind of like freaked him out even more because like we don't got food, but we just use this egg. <laughs> like, because I would have been like, who said you could take the egg? That's the only egg we got. <laughs> like, That's the golden egg. <laughs> what's her face was selling? Yep. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole thing. Mm 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 mm. Oh yeah, and he had to start cutting down his sermons because he had to use his money in order to heat the church house. But because they weren't paying him, he couldn't keep the church heated. So he had to cut his sermons down so people wouldn't freeze inside of the church. <laughs> so that was another thing that, uh, oh, it's the committee. He should have used that as part, of, as part of his sermon. Y'all want to hear what I got to say? You go pay me more to, we need to heat this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was the committee of five, not four. Oh. My chief. So there's one more. One more. Oh. Bury the village. Mm-hmm. That was a stupid movie. Never see it. It was dumb. Like 2004. It was real good until literally like the last five minutes, and then you found out what was happening. It was like the fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I wasted an hour and a half for this. I know. Lynn and Let's I watched it, it together. No, we didn't. I watched it with you. I watched it in a movie theater. I know. And then it came out and I watched it at home with you. It was dumb. It's at M. Night Shyamalan. Hey. Shyamalan. I can't pronounce his name. I'm never even going to try. But it's one of those movies. So you just already know that it's going to be all sorts of up. Anyway. What? No, my snack thing makes me happy. Oh, my God. three snacks. Three snacks instead of one. So. And this part I called, and so it begins. <laughs> <laughs> you wearing your glasses for that one? Get so close to the paper. I was wearing my glasses. I'm really tired. Do you want to mm-hmm. Should we like record an intro? Be like for seventy five. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we also have to find a place and a way to split it up. No, I know I will. Which means that we have to have an ending for seventy four. Mm-hmm. So, not okay. necessarily. She'll just be like, eh. Well, I mean, we can do that, too. Yeah. And that's where we're leaving off now. It's like, yeah, what yeah, the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you want to do an ending for it? Mm-hmm. I got this. Okay. <laughs> so, while we were recording this episode, we realized that it was really freaking long. So, at this point, this is where we're stopping on the history of it. So, the next episode will be more history about the Salem witch trials, right? That's how we're doing it. And then the next episode will be the ghosties. This is three-parter. Yes. So mm-hmm. apparently my say. two-parter got turned into a three-parter. Whoops. <laughs> my bad. My B-Chiefs, you know. Sometimes that happens. Yes. And I like my information. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sometimes it happens. So 
that's where we're leaving you for this week. <laughs> and yeah. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you want to do the rate, review, subscribe? You just did it. No, I didn't, because I didn't give any handles. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at ECC The Podcast. You can visit our website at eccthepodcast.com or visit our link tree or Patreon. Where'd you get that cookie? Her snacks. Oh, both of them are here eating. <laughs> yeah. So, and don't forget to rate and review and subscribe. I don't know, Bridge. I was talking about cookies. And, she got <laughs> and uh, we'll see y'all next week. See y'all. Bye. Thanks for listening to East Coast Creepin'. Cover art by Leslie Lozano. Music from Premium Beat. Editing by Larry Bark at Revitalist Recording Studio. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ECC The Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review. See ya!